Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is emotional cheating. Yes. I actually forgot that's what we were talking about. I could tell. Your eyes had nothing behind them. I got a little afraid because I thought, oh my God, we never decided what we're going to talk about. We always, I always do. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just along for the ride. Yeah. Um, There was a review this week saying... Um, oh, my phone's here. I'll just read it because yeah. I have the memory of like a newt. Well, while you pull it up for those listening or watching. You're always killing the game. Just always ready for the plug. Um, make sure that you review us. Give us five stars, five stars only. Um, also, if you go to our Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast, click the link in the bio. There is merch. You can also join our Patreon. And if you become a patron, then... You get YouTube videos every Monday, whereas everyone else gets them on Fridays. That one, You are still getting better, but I also love that you keep changing it. Well, I'm just trying to make it natural. Like, oh, right. natural. I don't know if we've got there yet. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's becoming clearer. Exactly. If I listen back at the first week when I tried to make sense of what the hell we were doing here. Yeah. Yikes. A huge shout out to all of our patrons and a huge, huge, huge shout out to the generous patronage of Aiden, good. <laughs> Aiden, <laughs> Emily, Kate, Olivia, Liz, and Serena. Thank you for supporting you. this podcast. If you become a patron, you get the episodes early. You also get bonus episodes um, and Discord and fun stuff. All that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff's happening. Um, this review said... <clears throat> Really? I gave you all that time to fucking pull it up. and then I know. Just now and then it just like moved. And then now you're doing this. There's so many like like pieces in motion all the time. It says five stars. <laughs> Hi, Tech. <laughs> I love this podcast. Seriously, the dynamic between you two is so funny. Brie being 5'1 and 43 was such a revelation. <laughs> Side note. A mic stand for Brie because that girl be throwing the mic across the room at times. And honestly, I was watching one yeah. of the videos and you were talking like this. I talk like, with my hands is my problem. A story and it was like, and then she- Does <laughs> the audio cut out? It doesn't sound great. <laughs> you know what? I am working on it. I actually love holding this mic because it gives me something to do. Right. Because do I- you love holding it? I, I do actually. It's okay. like a, but I think of it as a fidget spinner. So that's what I got to stop doing. Maybe a fidget like, no spinner. <laughs> I'm doing all sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, maybe a fidget cube. Those are more stationary. You're also really good at like showing your face still to the people. Well, Whereas got, I hold it in front face. of my face. Yeah. So I got to learn to do more like this. In all the clips that we've been putting on our Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast, <gasps> I'm like this. Also, we need to pump our TikTok more. People are saying that we don't say that we are on back on TikTok and actually using it. Oh, fuck. Okay. Well, we're back on TikTok. Yeah. We're posting clips on TikTok. So yeah. Clips of all the incredibly funny sound bites. Mm -hmm. They're on there. Yeah. So there's maybe one sound bite a week (laughs) (laughs) where we make a joke. It is actually fun now that we're doing it on video to have those little clips. Yeah. And we're just blowing up. The fame is rolling in. It's incredible. I think I blink way too often, though. I think I... <laughs> sometimes I'm watching those videos, and I'm really on fucking X Games mode with my blinks. You're just going wild? Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> You're making sure they're hydrated. 
Uh, yeah, the contacts are always dry, as we've seen in these videos as mm. well. Mm. Um, before we talk about emotional cheating, we wanted to talk about um, the obvious other pressing um, note here <laughs> that you would suck Pete Davidson's dick in a heartbeat. I would. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two things. Queer podcast. <laughs> two things here. Um, I believe that men like Pete Davidson are a gateway drug to lesbianism. Okay. And that could be a hot take. Also, yeah. before you say that, isn't it weird that um uh the Kardashians basically strictly like fetishized black men for a long time yeah. and like stole their culture and now <laughs> they're all in like a tattooed like white twink face? Well, I think I mean like anything they do, I genuinely think that um Courtney and Megan Fox were giving getting so much clout dating these like guys yeah. that Kim Kardashian was like, okay, wait, hold on. I'm old news. I need to get on this train of this like hot girl with like the skinny white, like skater or rocker guy. Right. So like, I think that it, it, she said, hold the fucking phone. Yeah. She said, hold yeah. the phone. I'm fucking calling up Pete and we're yeah. getting it cracking. And you know what? It worked because now that's the new it thing. You're right. Yeah. And I think that we're seeing now, and I told you before I saw, saw on TikTok this um, psychologist talking about it, um, this wave of these like high power, high success female figures that are starting to date men that kind of come off from the outside kind of, you know, like whatever guys, like they're yeah. chill, they're goofy. Like maybe, stoners. <laughs> yeah, like stoners, like skaters, like rocker guys. They're not like... You smell like weed, I am weed. Yeah, they're not listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. They're not like... They might be. <laughs> they're not comparing stocks with each other. Yeah. And I think that there's something about being... Dating stupid people. I don't think they're stupid. Actually, I think that they're way better men. I would much rather hang out with men like that. Yeah, I think there's also something to be said about dating someone that's like just actively not that smart. Yeah, it's kind of nice, kind of yeah, refreshing. That's actually. why my boyfriend dates me. Think- <laughs> <laughs> not, I'm not going to be coming at you with like some fucking quadratic equations. I'll tell you that much. It's also like what this psychologist was saying on TikTok is these women in these power seats are doing business and stuff all day. Like they have teams that do that. They're constantly talking about that. They're intelligent themselves. You know, they're breaking the glass ceiling left, right and center that they don't want to go home and be mansplained to by some guy. So yeah. it's probably really refreshing for them to be around someone who like doesn't really care about business and is more of like an artistic type and is more like whatever. Because I'll tell you as someone who went to a program for business that men in business are exhausting. Yeah. They're men so out fuck- of business, men in the street, men in the grocery store, <laughs> men that you exa- podcast with yeah, exhausting. all exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think I told, I get it. Yeah. Like from an external point of view, like if I were a straight woman, like that's the kind of guy I would date because I feel like I'm very type a, I'm like, I a workaholic. The last thing that I want is to date someone, man or woman, who is like 
adding to that conversation. Yeah. Because like I already can't turn off work that if I had someone like my one of my favorite things about my partner is that she is like blue collar through and through. Yeah. Like I love that because I'm like if I was also dating someone who was type A like me and similar to me when it came to business, I would be just con- continuously exhausted. And then you add someone being a man in that. No, no, Ugh. no. I would love not to add that. Uh, also, if there's terrible. two of you committing white collar crime, it's like, <laughs> it gets a little dicey. <laughs> it's already enough to keep track of like, for sure. You know. So let's get back to Pete Davidson being the gateway drug to Kim Kardashian being a lesbian. <laughs> well, I just feel like Pete, men like Pete Davidson are the gateway drug to any woman being a lesbian because I just feel like they are, they take down so many of the like, I'm not saying that he's not masculine, yeah. but I just think that like a lot of the like toxic masculine traits that you grow up being told are attractive, like, you know, the all-star um, athlete gross, and all these things that they're like this macho guy and they're like, you know, tough and they're going to like, oh, you know, all these things is what you're told is hot. And like this cookie cutter, like all American pretty boy look with the strong jaw and the head of the football team and stuff like that. And then as you get older, you're like, that's the worst. I hate everything involved in that. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, the first situation like that was when I was in drama class in high school. Okay. And I was. (laughs) As one usually is. Yeah. And (laughs) I had like a big crush on one of the guys in my drama class. And in hindsight, I think it was because like he was everything that all the other guys I hung out with. He was gay. Were not. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, honestly, probably. I haven't checked in in a minute. Yeah, he was in drama. So. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't do think a check-in's really required. <laughs> but like he was just like, yeah, like all that stuff that were important to, that was important to other guys was not present with him. Yeah. And he was much more in tune to my femininity, his femininity, like everything, whether you know, whether he's jokes aside, whether he's gay or not, like it was so refreshing to have conversations with him. It's so nice to talk like to that. a man that doesn't hate women. That's also I think that might be it. Yeah, Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. You're like, I just have this crazy feeling that if we were walking down a street and you wouldn't kill me. (laughs) And that's, that's hot. (laughs) It is. And yeah, there's a refreshing notion to like not hearing, um, toxic, sexist jokes. Yeah. And like, not your body not being grabbed like not being essayed is re- refreshing very refreshing. it's really refreshing yeah i went to something very recently that we talked about mm-hmm. that i was for probably one of the like first times in years surrounded by straight white men yeah and it was a lot it was a lot they were also yeah. hunters <laughs> which was they were talking the about combo. they were talking about hunting a moose <laughs> And honestly, I, I, I was astral projecting. I was no longer part of my own body. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen how big a moose is? No. How the fuck do you hunt a? Mo- okay, I get you hunt a moose. You can shoot anything, but like, how do you take it? Like, you, oh god, you like cut it, don't you? I answered my own question. Anyways, your girlfriend looks like Pete Davidson. Yes, she actually does. She actually if she does had tattoos. Well, ta- Pete Davidson's getting rid of his tattoos. So. Yeah. 
Well, honestly, like it's crazy because once you see it, it's hard to unsee it. It's the energy too. It's yeah. Cause it's not, you know, some people look like certain people, but like they're nothing like them. But like, even when I see videos of Pete Davidson, just even like paparazzi videos, clips, like the way he walks, the way he looks around, the way he carries himself. I'm like, that's my girlfriend. Like they have the same energy They're Like, obviously there's differences, but like at the least they could a hundred percent be siblings. Yeah. Like Cousins, they look but so like similar. Yeah. Too. They yeah. look so similar. They have, it's weird. And it's funny because in certain photos, like throughout the years, um, you know how you like people just comment like certain doppelgangers or whatever. Yeah. Also, I, nobody ever looks like me. That's true. No, like, I never really thought about I'm that. I'm so special and unique and gorgeous. that. <laughs> That's true. I can't think of anyone that you look like. No. You know what the worst is? Oh, no. When people comment on my YouTube videos and stuff and they're like, you look like this person and it's a name I don't recognize. And then you look it up and you're like, uh, please no. <laughs> what? Like I had this one that like came in three times. There was like a couple months where I don't know what it was. I was giving off a vibe or something like that. And it was this person who was an actress in a country that does not do English movies. Yeah. Um, I think she was like Czech or something. Anyways, I could see it when I looked it up, but it was like what I like. Oh my God. <laughs> it was what I don't want to look like. Oh, like it was like, all the things I don't like about the way that I you look are not the standout features. <laughs> and, and they, and the standout features were there. Yeah. And I was just like, it was, it was like hard to like, take. I don't in. know if you've got this before. You look a lot like gritty. <laughs> that mascot i'm getting very like it's the very, eyes yeah. very googly it's so, very like that. no and every once in a while i'm just like jesus like oh my god and then you get like some nice ones and that's nice but what i'm trying to get it is julia my girlfriend anytime now we hardly do it but when she was in my youtube videos or anything there'd always be at least one comment like has anyone ever said she looks like pete davidson and You're i like, think it's because yes. they're watching her on videos the energy is also there and i'd suck them off in an instant yep. so a nice segue to the topic content mm. starting at 14 ish minutes someone commented on our youtube video and said last week and said important content starts at 0. 0.00 oh that's cute there i i can't relate to being a liar but that's really <laughs> cute um i think this is the obvious segue that yeah. everybody was assuming is um, the person that I would emotionally and physically cheat with is gritty. So <laughs> because you two look so similar. Mm, you know? And you're in love with yeah. that. So that makes sense. Yeah. It all lines up. Um, emotional cheating. Okay. This uh, topic came to be. Yeah. Because we were talking. Yeah. About. We were talking smack. Um, not really. Kind of. We were talking about... Just stealing the facts. Yeah. We were talking about circles outside of our circles, that mm. there was maybe some emotional cheating going down. Yeah. And... There was, to clarify. Yeah. Uh, and when I say maybe, I mean 100% confirmed emotional confirmed. cheating. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really necessarily know if people talk about this as much as they should. Mm-hmm. Or, well, it's obviously not talked about as much as regular cheating. Yeah. Like physical cheating. Oh, 100%. Like finger in the butt. God, I love a finger in the, the butt. The classic cheat. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> when I cheat, I'm only, only going yeah. for the finger in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to cheat. You're, you got to do, do the best. <laughs> um, yeah, I also think emotional cheating is like very prevalent in the queer community. Mm-hmm. 
because I think there's that weird trope that everybody talks about that when you like meet another gay person, you're trying to decide if you want to be with them, be them or like, I don't know. Have sex with them? Be in them. I don't know. Oh, wow. Or be against them, I guess. There's that stupid trope that people always talk about. Oh, like a rival? Yeah. Which is just... So I saw a tweet about this recently (laughs) saying that those were like, oh, when I meet a new gay person, it was three buttons and it was like enemy, boyfriend, or like friend. Right. And then somebody responded to the tweet and they were like, or you could just treat them as a regular person and not uh, uh, like chess piece in a plot line. And I was like, ooh. That's a very good point. Anyways. Good I, point, but I'm not going to take it. <laughs> I think with queer people, it's hard because um, there's more like blurred. Like lo- choking me out. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Are you go like. Ahead. Yeah, I'm just being choked. Into it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, the Pete Davidson talk. Now the sweater choke. Um, the finger in the butt. <laughs> yeah, the whole no thing. Uh, I think there's like more gray area when you're mm-hmm. meeting people because there are so many possibilities with what that person could be. Right. Whereas I think when straight people meet each other, as we've talked about, because society is telling them that they can't be friends, yeah. they're either going to date or fuck or like not talk. Yeah. So I think there's naturally more ability for queer people to emotionally cheat when they have a partner. Does that make sense? I agree because I think that as much as it's wrong, if a girl has a boyfriend and then she meets a new random guy at work or like at a party or whatever. Yeah. If in a heteronormative space, if she started like hanging out with that person all the time, like it would probably more often than not be seen as like a weird red flag. Yeah. And it would be like, hold on. Like I'm your boyfriend. Why are you hanging out with another dude? Why are you going to movies with another dude? Like, why are you making a new male friend out of nowhere? Yeah. And I'm not saying that's right, but I think it like shuts emotional cheating down or the possibility of it happening much more because even if that's not always going to be the case, the fact that it just can't happen or can't get to the point where it could happen makes it like less of an opportunity. Yeah. If you will. I also think that, this tags on to one of our very recent episodes. Yeah. We were talking about queer friends. So mm-hmm. many queer people make friends by failed dates or relationships that have ended. Yeah. And obviously, I, most of the time, a relationship isn't going to just be a clean cut, even if yeah. you're still friends with that person. Mm-hmm. And I think feelings linger. Yeah. And then somebody gets a new partner, but they obviously have history with one of their friends who was their ex. So they think that, oh, we're just, we're just, being friends but there's obviously the history and you know the layers to it where I'm like you're you're doing more than just friendship well and (laughs) let's also get into the whole notion of unrequited love in the sense that a lot of time when that happens it's not both people deciding that they just want to be friends one person the other person they may have different feelings one person may have totally wanted to date that person or have a more um physical relationship with that person even if it's not like a love thing might have wanted to hook up with them or whatever it may be um so i think that it's our our phones going off someone's phone oh it's it's, it's my it's my mother oh Um, i'll call you back don Okay, wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna preempt the pause. You did this already. No, I didn't. No, like you did it last week. Did I? Yeah. I just got up out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, because it stressed me out last time. Yeah, I think you're mostly because that's perfect. Because I can just cut it when my when my mother's calling. Well, yeah. Speaking of your mother calling, Mm -hmm. it's Uh, been incredibly offensive that you went on vacation with your family. Yeah. This is 
uh, this audio is okay in. this is dang um, yeah it's been incredibly offensive that you went on vacation with your family and took your mother, Don Williamson, yeah. away from me as a workout buddy. Oh, that's true. Because that was rude of me. It was horrific. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But I'm really proud that I still went all the days that I was supposed to without the mom guilt there. Are you going to show her like the receipts that you clocked in? No. She'll know. She'll, she'll be like, wow, you're so incredibly toned now. <laughs> You must have been here without me. <laughs> you must have kept it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyways, moving on from my mother. Um, love you, mom. She watches all of our stuff. Isn't really? That nice? I love Which Dawn. also scares me. Yeah. But the finger really in the butt. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few things that I prefer not to think about. When, when I like, cheat, it's finger in the <laughs> butt. <laughs> when she's like, I'm watching, I'm like, that's fantastic. You're so like, maybe skip mm, all 30. of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. What I was getting at was with unrequited love, unrequited queer love specifically, I think it's like pretty rare that like two people connect and like both people are like totally in agreement. It does happen. Yeah. But like I think it's more often than not like no one's going to have the exact same emotion. So like yeah. people are on different levels of like what they maybe saw something, what direction they saw it going in. So with that, like, okay, so two queer people meet and one of them's like just feeling the friendship vibes. Like I know we met on Tinder or wherever, but like now that we've gone on a date, I'm feeling friendship would love to keep you in my life as a friend. Great. I've got a new queer friend. Well, maybe the other person was kind of into it. Yeah. Okay. But they've got to go on and date someone else. But if they're really into it, then they're still thinking of this person. That's still their friend. Like it, it gets very like tied together. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing in the sense of like, I'm not saying that you can't transition relationships, but it does give opportunity to a lot more confusion of emotions. And I also think a lack of closure Yeah, because in a heteronormative space, when you have an ex or if you went on a failed date, it would be very rare that you would transition that person that you went on a couple dates with on Tinder to a friend. Yeah, totally. Like I have so many heterosexual friends that have used dating apps for years and I can't think of a time that they were like, oh, yeah, I went on a few dates with this guy. And now we're just going to be great friends. And yeah, now he's coming later. Like, oh. what? Like, what? <laughs> we're fucking. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it would be like, oh, yeah, but it wasn't for us. Yeah. And then they go their separate ways. It's like more often than not in a queer space, they continue to talk in some way or they're in the same circle or whatever it may be. Yeah. And... I think that it's difficult because before we get into this, let's just, because I know we're going to get fucking a zillion comments with us. We're taking polyamory off the table for this conversation. Okay. Just because I, I can't, like, I know people are always going to be like, oh, but there's that option and stuff like that. Yeah, there is. We're not talking about that in this episode. Yeah. Because it we'll just gets your shit. ass later. Yeah, okay. we'll get your ass later. But that's a good other topic for another episode. But, like, yeah. let's consider that people are in monogamous relationships um just for the sake of this conversation and i just think that emotional cheating is much more difficult to deal with than physical cheating because physical cheating is so tangible yeah that if you've decided in your relationship that like hey the this is the line or like this (laughs) this is what i'm not okay with or what we're okay with or like whatever like i know everyone has different standards um 
then that's like a tangible thing. Yes. Like if someone went and hooked up with someone else while you're in a monogamous relationship with them, you're like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like you well, did something. There, there were buts about it. That's <laughs> there's a there's at, at least a couple. Inside. At least a couple buts <laughs> yeah. were about it. Yeah. Um it's just like it's tangible. Yeah. Whereas emotional cheating, I feel like is so tough and it also creates a really a lot of potential for like gaslighting because I think that as human beings, more often than not, we know in our gut when something's awry. Yeah. Right. But when you bring something like that up with your partner and you're like, hey, you have these 20 friends and for whatever reason, this one person or this one scenario or one relationship in your life is just like rubbing me the wrong way. And I'm getting this vibe but you don't have that tangible, like you put your finger up their butt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and they're like, I didn't put my finger up their butt. And you're like, yeah, but I'm getting the like emotional finger up the butt vibes. Yeah. You emotionally fingered their butt. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a hard conversation that's to have. That's a hard conversation <laughs> to have. I also think, oh my God, my contact's really so dry today. Um, <laughs> Get to blinking. I know. Um, what was I going to say? It's hard. It's a hard thing to finger people's butts emotionally. Well, always. Um, I just lost my thought. It'll come back. Will it? Lord knows. Anyway, see you around the gay bread. No. <laughs> so I'll just keep talking because it's something I'm, I'm pretty good at. I'm good at just like babbling. Yeah, on I'm just about so nothing. shocked that this thought literally just came escapes and your mind. Laughed. How many times has that happened in this podcast? Not often. Not often. More often for me, but then I just make something else up. So true. Anyways, um, <laughs> I think that if you're in that position where you're like, this person is just making me uncomfortable, right? There's a vibe. The thought came back. And you say that more often than not, if you don't have something like very specific or like tangible or cut and dry, like this sentence that they said or this interaction or this hangout, it's very easy for your partner or that other person to say like, you're just coming off jealous or you don't like how close we are or I've given you no reason to not trust me. Exactly. So what I was going to say, the thought flooded back in, thankfully, um, <laughs> was with emotional cheating, you can definitely, like you said, gaslight people. Mm -hmm. but you can make that gray area because it's so much of, oh, well, you heard them say this, but that's just what our friendship's like. Yeah. Or, oh, well, they didn't mean it like that. Like, we just make that joke. Like, yeah. you know, unless it's a finger in the butt, it's like pretty easy to say, oh, it, we didn't mean it like that. Or our friendship's like this. We're or you don't know our, our history. Or like, oh, that's such an inside yeah. joke. When it's like, well, I know I know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, I'm not stupid. <laughs> and then it makes you feel like an actual crazy, crazy yeah. person because you're like, oh, am I overthinking it? I'm overthinking it. I'm Which being percent of the time you and I are overthinking everything everything so if I have the thought that I'm overthinking I'm like I must be I must be yeah yeah because the natural inclination is like oh I'm being <laughs> was that a word is that a, I love the pause Inclit. well because I was trying to get the freaking word inclination out. inclination the natural inclination <laughs> is that is that you must be should just, we have that on merch yeah inclination clit nation clit nation that's just like our new like it's like a, the squad yeah. Like we're Clit Nation. Well, are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm in Clit Nation. <laughs> it's a state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, we'll we'll, cons- we'll consider it. Don't expect you to be hitting the shelves anytime soon, people. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just feel like it's a tough place to be in because I think that people listening can probably relate on both sides. Yeah. Like, I think most people have been in position in a relationship where they just get like a weird gut off feeling about someone else in their lives. Yeah. But at the same time, like it's a fine line to walk because you can't control people's relationships and you have to allow them to have adult relationships that are different than you. But I will say, I think where you have to like reflect internally with yourself is that do you feel this way about all of your partner's close relationships Meaning it's kind of like anytime your partner gets really close with anybody. Are you feeling it some type of way? Are you feeling some type of way? Insecure, jealous, whatever. Then maybe it's like a control issue. Maybe it's something internal. But if your partner has plenty of people in their lives that they're close with or maybe like other exes that like don't bother you or don't stir up those feelings. And then there's like one specific person that for whatever reason it just feels off. Yeah. More often than not, obviously it's not foolproof. I'd say you're on to something. Yeah. Because your gut doesn't lie. And if something just feels like you're allowed to express to your partner that a relationship's making you feel uncomfortable without the status quo just being, oh, you must be insecure and jealous. Yeah. Because I do think, especially as women, it is instilled to, into us that like jealous girlfriend trope that you're not allowed to express emotions about your partner's other relationships or the way they act around other people without being the jealous girlfriend. Yep. And I think as you get older, you realize like, no, like I can differentiate between um, acceptable interactions, respectful interactions and non where it's like crossing a boundary or crossing a line. Yeah. And I think especially if you have that communication with your partner that these are my boundaries and like, this is a line that's being crossed. That's making me feel really uncomfortable with this person. Even if something physical hasn't happened, even if the finger hasn't entered the butt yeah. and they don't it's adjust the mind. and they don't adjust mind finger, mind butt. Exactly. <laughs> then that's a problem. Totally. And I also hate, being told or like the implication that I am perceiving something wrong. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I am, but like just the implication that like my perception is off in a situation like Mm -hmm. that. I hate that. And it's happened to me. And I honestly think one of the times that I was like emotionally cheated on before they actually cheated on Mm -hmm. me, it was mind finger, mind butt, and then real finger, real butt. Wow. Yeah. I've been there too a few times. Um, It's always the, it's the tease, you know? Yeah. It starts with the, if it's, Honestly, if it starts with emotional cheating, it'll probably find its way to the... Eventually, yeah. It'll yeah. turn fully realized in the end. Or you'll break up and then they'll hook up afterwards. Oh, that was good That's too. That's a classic. The exact same person that they're emotionally yeah. cheating with. That the whole time you're like, I feel uncomfortable about this person. No, they're like, you have nothing to worry about. Just my yeah. friend. And then afterwards they're like dating two months later and you're like, yeah. weird how that That's happens. That's just my coworker. Now we're engaged, <laughs> but... <laughs> but that had nothing to do not, with it. Was it was just a fluke. A it total just so happened after yeah, we, we connected up. after. <laughs> Oh um, one for me, and I don't know if you would consider this emotional cheating, mm-hmm. was a previous partner of mine constantly implying that they wanted to have a threesome. Uh, and that was past 
what I wanted in a relationship. Yeah, so you had communicated that. And yeah, and this person would keep pushing that and almost like talk to people being like, oh, well, like, you know, I was just like, I was just thinking that if that was something that you were into, like what what if it was a this person? Like they would try to make it seem like I was just saying no because of the people they had proposed. A specific person, yeah. So they would try to like talk to other people without, ever like full cheating yet that came yeah. later yeah. um and then was like oh well you know i was just trying to see if like it was somebody that you would like feel comfortable with and i'm like mm, um none quite how that works <laughs> the behavior of yeah. some people i yeah. swear it's also like we said with queer people having friends that were failed dates or exes once mm. again it's hard because it's even harder in this community to make a clean break because even if you decide that I'm not going to date somebody or be friends with somebody, you're going to see them all the time. I know. (laughs) And if you had like when you were talking earlier before the podcast about the twin flame, effect, if you had a twin flame, the one that got away, they're probably not getting very far. (laughs) They got away just to the other side of the dive. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They got away, but you'll see them in the line in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) like you know they got away but they're on your hockey yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) (laughs) like that's it's so hard I know it's crazy because going back to when I talked about more heteronormative relationships I have so many friends that like their past relationships three year long relationships they now are like oh yeah I haven't seen that person in six years I'm like how exactly because there's 45 straight bars yeah 59 straight clubs yeah a thousand straight beer gardens <laughs> and there's one lesbian event in like per a thrown out months. toilet <laughs> in an alley <laughs> we're just all hanging around the same outhouse yeah. every weekend they're like are you going to <clears throat> it's actually in the plumbing aisle of an abandoned rona <laughs> like Honestly, I'd do anything for that right now. (laughs) The lack of lesbian events, I'll take it. Like, bitch, when? The names also, it just always makes me laugh. Are you going to queef whiplash? (laughs) (laughs) There is something about a queer woman-focused event and their ability to choose the name that stirs up all your internalized homophobia. Like, my parents are so cool with me being gay, but the amount of times that they're like, what "What did you do? Night. Oh, I went to an event. I went to P- Pussy Liquors R Us, the old Rona. I went to Pussy Blasters 9000. Like, it's, just, it's like, how do you take it seriously? Like, it's so funny. And so many of the names, you know, when you say a word enough or you write it down enough that it loses its meaning. Yeah. Like, sometimes I forget how wild it is until I'm, like, saying it to someone outside of the community. Literally. And they're like, you're going to an event called, like, Wild Fruit? Like, <laughs> That's actually what I think. Really? I think so. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Like, it's just because you forget what normal the meaning people name is things. And what normally that other places are like Mahoney's Bar, or like, like Irish. Hip hop night. Hip hop night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, did we lose the ability to just name what kind of music is playing and then night after it? Like, They're like <laughs> Scissor Sisters Saturdays. And you're just. Like, that one right. actually would make sense because it's just Scissor Sisters playing. <laughs> it's a tribute band. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we so love a tangent. Yeah, it really, love... really rocks my world every time. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the names are just so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, no, but it is, it's crazy, right? Because it's, it's like the only time you're not going to run into your ex is if they literally like move away. And still then they'll like, if you go to a queer event in the States, they're going to be there. there. (laughs) And still also the web is so close knit that even if you don't see them out at these spaces, like physically, like they're dating your ex's best friend. Exactly. And they're, Oh, and then like your cousin's sister came out as gay and Oh, they're dating your ex now. Yeah. Like it's so intertwined that I feel like, it's just, like you said, very hard to make a clean break. And if you have unfinished business with somebody and you're in a new relationship, yet you're constantly like seeing that other person, you lose the ability to be like out of sight, out of mind. Yes. And instead, I think that a lot of people end up in this like in-between place where they're with somebody new, but they're still kind of like got someone else in the back of their mind. And then that's when emotional cheating can happen. Like, I mean, maybe you're checking in on someone, maybe you're walking by them and flirting with them at the bar, which again, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that everyone knows that when they're doing things, when it's wrong and when it's right, you know, in your gut. Yes, for sure. And actually in work, I was recently doing like a program, an update program for my job where they were talking about like, Um, ethics and how there's like certain rules and then there's things that aren't breaking rules yeah and their rule of thumb was if that was on the front page of a newspaper even if it wasn't against the rule book yeah would you be embarrassed by your actions and i think that is a really good good check-in if if finger in the butt was on the front of a newspaper you'd be like oh shit you'd be mortified yeah but like i think with emotional cheating same thing like it maybe people listening are in a position where they feel like maybe they're towing the line with someone. They're in a relationship, but they're talking to someone else. Yeah. Maybe it gives them like butterflies or whatever it is. It's like, ask yourself, like if you were to print out all those messages or if the part, if that was like on the front page of your social media exposed to all your friends, like or family or your significant other, like would you be embarrassed yeah. by the way that you are like a great thing? reality tv okay you see this all the time on reality tv where they're mic'd up and they're saying like a a thing in passing and it's like that happens in the real world too but no one's mic'd up and no one sees that play exactly so if your partner saw that interaction played back on reality tv would they be like that's shady like that's disrespectful to me we love a post reality show breakup when the all the people that are like i love my boyfriend when they come in and then you're like, your boyfriend does not love you. Okay, we so too. a great example of this was I watched MTV's The Challenge. Yes. I love that show. It's like one of my favorite shows. And there's um, a lesbian on it uh, whose name is KC. And then there's like one of the OG. Like KC or like a K and a C? I think I've seen it both ways. I think I've seen it K-A-Y-C-E-E. Oh, and okay. I've also seen KC. I don't okay. really know. And... um. Then there's one of the OG girls who's been on the challenge like forever since being on the real world years ago named Nani and Casey came onto the challenge with a girlfriend that was back at home. Right. Yeah. And then 
during the season, her and Nani had this whole, like, we're best friends, like that whole vibe. And they're like, you know, besties forever, whatever. And when the show aired, there's all these clips of like when they were drunk that again, it was not quote unquote cheating like physically, but there would be all these like moments where it was like a little too emotional when they were talking a little too cuddly, a little too, um, a little too like, oh my God, I love you so much. And then in the confessional, you know, Nani would be like, oh my God, I have a crush, you know, like things like that. So then after it aired, Casey like posted all these things um, and her girlfriend posted all these things. Like we've discussed it. We know it was nothing. Like she's promised me it was just like, they're just good friends. And Casey was like swearing up and down. Like, I love my girlfriend so much. She's the best thing ever. Like I want nothing to do with, with like Nani in that way. She's just a friend of mine, whatever they continued dating, you know, in the social eye, we're still posting Instagram pictures and looking happy, but who knows what arguments were going on behind the scenes about it. So the new season just premiered and I guess like a few weeks before they started filming the season, Casey broke up with her shocker, her girlfriend shocker. And now her and Nani are like full blown dating. Oh yeah. That that's really surprising actually. Yeah. That threw me for a loop. Really surprising. Shocking. But that's the thing when people like that girlfriend was told was told a million times over. No, she's just friends. You're reading too much into it with like, we're allowed to be best friends just because she has a, if she jokingly said she had a crush on me, that means nothing. Cause I love you. Yeah. All this stuff. Like I can only imagine the amount of times behind the scenes she was told oh, nothing's going on. The limit does not exist. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now they're in like a full blown public Instagram relationship and everything like that. Oof. So that's be, just like, there'd be blood on my hands. That's a real like sum up position of, Oh, and the girlfriend did come out because she's like, I have feel like I have to say something because I'm not on a TV show where I get to speak for myself totally. like they do. Yeah. And she did like a whole interview about like basically how, yeah, she was told up and down behind the scenes that nothing was going on and like gaslit about it and all this kind of stuff. Well, that's also the thing is that it's so much harder when there's emotional cheating involved Mm -hmm. to know what your line is. Yeah. Because you obviously are in a relationship with this person because you care about them. You love Mm -hmm. them. You want to make it work. Yeah. So if somebody's telling you that it was nothing, they didn't care about this person, they love you, all this stuff. I think the natural human reaction is to believe that. Yeah. And if it was a regular cheating finger in the butt situation, Mm -hmm. it's easier to be like, oh, that was always my line. That has been my line. There's no gray area. My line. Yeah. You fuck someone else or you kiss someone else Mm -hmm. or whatever your line is. You push me past that. But it's so hard to tell yourself oh this is the thing that's gonna do it and it's so much easier for them to repeat those actions as well yeah to get to the line for the emotional side of it then obviously i don't think if they cheated on you they would uh regular cheat on you again mm-hmm. oh, well they probably well would, for but, me yeah. my exes they if they we're taking ass yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but i get what you're saying because also often the argument with emotional cheating is let's say like you're my partner and i come to you and i'm like i feel like this is disrespectful i feel some sort of way about your relationship yeah like basically i feel like you're emotionally cheating on me 
the argument back opposed to physical cheating where it's like, oh my God, you're right. I'm so sorry. It'll never happen again. The argument back more often than not is no, nothing's going on. I'm not doing anything wrong. Exactly. So there's no ownership of the fact that what that relationship is, is disrespectful or uncomfortable. So then they're just going to keep doing it because exactly. if you say, oh, okay, yeah, I must be crazy. Okay. Well now you've been gaslit out of your feelings and they're like, perfect. I've got the past to continue acting the way I've done. And I think the human reaction always is to trust what your partner is telling you because you and, obviously yeah. have trust in your relationship. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a relationship, you want to make it work. So if somebody's telling you something, you're probably the first few times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to believe them. <sighs> Good luck out there. Yeah. Oh, we're about to crap out here. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Well, let me just press one more time. <laughs> we love a we love a three three parter. Recording we really on video do, is yeah. so fun. <laughs> uh, at least they were both clean breaks. All right. That was emotional cheating. What a fun topic. I'm so sure fun. some people were triggered. Oh, God. This probably opened up a whole lot of can of worms for some people. Do you think people are going to fight after listening to this episode? There could be some breakups after this. Oh, my God. Slide into our DMs if you broke up because of this episode. Yeah, tag us. <laughs> tag us in the breakup <laughs> post. Oh, my God. Those, like, word posts where it's, like, the read between the lines. Like, yeah. But honestly, if, I be we're, if we're making breakups happen over somebody realizing they're getting emotionally mm-hmm. cheated on. I don't feel bad about it. I actually feel good about it. Me too. Also, if you're listening to this episode and you feel like this is about you or really resonating with you, resonating yeah. with you, I would take that seriously. Yeah. If you're listening to this episode, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Pick yourself listening to this episode Kay. and you're thinking, Hey, I'm doing all of these things. Yeah. I'm a scumbag. Stop it. And if you're listening to this episode. Stop it. And you. <laughs> so, okay. Stop it right now. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> if you're listening to this episode and you feel like you're in a relationship with a partner that's doing these things to you, you're probably right. And tell them to stop it. Yeah. Stop. Cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, wherever you're listening, um, good luck with your conversation yeah. this evening. And um, dinner time conversation. It's going to be great. (laughs) It's going to be so great. And um, make sure to follow us on Instagram at I can explain podcast. TikTok where we're skyrocketing in fame. Yeah. Try to get in there before one mil. Oh my God. (laughs) It's closing in. The gap's closing. Yeah. You better get in there. Oh my God. Then we're privating. You're never going to get a chance. That's like two more followers. Oh my God. Seriously. (laughs) Um, And I can explain podcasts personally everywhere at Sean.Lusk and at Brianne Williamson. And until next time, we we will will see you around the the neighborhood. Slate it. That was good. Holla slate it. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. That's my holiday sound.